I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Defendant in that box and one. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? The series is tied. The finals. Um, somebody asked me earlier today uh, at church, like, hey, how does your podcast, you know, what do you talk about during the finals? <laughs> I love like, this you, question. People, always, ha- my family yeah. members always ask me this. They're like, what do you do during the summer when there's no basketball? I'm like, well, like, uh, nothing changes, guys. Uh, we still you. go. Let me tell you. And, uh, but it's fine because we could talk about the finals now and kind of how it relates back to, to Dallas also. But, um, man, the series is tied. So, I I think Golden State's gonna win the like these three games right now. I, I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of like weary about it heading into this game because I felt like Where Toronto had had some uh, had some momentum going. But uh, the word is yeah, weary. the word is weary. Wait, wait, what I say? Did I say what I say? You said weary, like you were tired of it. Oh, I'm weary. I'm, I'm weary of Golden State. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Golden State wins game two. Uh, this should be a long series. Oh, well. Golden State wins game two. And, man, what an up-and-down weird game for Toronto. Just just an odd game for them because they should have won this game all different ways. But the third-quarter Warriors come out. You know, they have, what, like a six-point lead at halftime. And then the third-quarter Warriors from, from the last minute of the second quarter through, like, the first five minutes of the third quarter, they went on a 20-0 run. I mean, just like doing what they do, just annihilating. And it was all the, it all started on the defensive end too, because Draymond was doing his thing. He held Siakam, he held Kawhi anytime that he went up against him. And Draymond was getting stops. Demarcus Cousins was getting stops. We'll talk about him today. We'll do a little mini uh, profile on him, talking about how the stops that he got because. Man, he, he was so good in this game. I mean, he was, he was only three of eight, but he had 10 boards, and all the boards were big. It, like, every rebound in a finals just feels so much bigger and more important because you just have to secure the ball. Just secure the ball and the possession for the other team. Those defensive rebounds are so big. So they go on this run, and then the Warriors didn't score for the last five minutes of the game. <laughs> the Raptors almost crept back into it. And then Andre Iguodala hits this wide-open three from the, from the left wing. And it was like Jeff Van Gundy said on the broadcast. It was a little too early. They still had time left on the clock, and he hit it. And it turns out they didn't even need that shot because they ended up winning. But, man, all kinds of things went wrong for the for the, the Raptors. However, on the Warriors' side, good Lord, they are just beat up. I mean, honestly, <laughs> this team, could they be – I mean, Chandler Bing style, could they be any more injured? Durant is already out. You have DeMarcus Cousins, who's just coming back from this injury that he's been out for a long time. And before that, coming back from another injury that's even worse. Yeah. So he, I mean, he is not fully in shape 100% himself. He still looks really slow. Andre Iguodala has been dealing with this calf strain, or this cat not a strain, this calf situation. Steph Curry was sick coming into this game. The first quarter, he looked awful. He just did not look like he was in it at all. Kevon Looney leaves the game with a chest contusion, 
And then Clay Thompson leaves the game in the beginning of the fourth quarter. I mean, this team, they were playing Andrew Bogut. They were, I mean, Quinn Cook had to hit three threes for them to pull this off. It was just, man, they are just losing guys. I mean, to get out of Canada with one game, like one win under their belt, and most of their players still healthy is just, that's a big win for the Warriors. The So, yeah, f- full disclosure, due to other work stuff, I didn't get to see probably the first, I guess, three quarters. I got to say, see a decent amount of the, the fourth. But, so all his takes will be terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just the story of DeMarcus Cousins is remarkable, and yes. the fact that if he does continue to play a bigger role in this series – it's just fun. I mean, it just it made me smile when I seen the report come out to say he's going to start. Well, one, just him playing in game one and then starting in game two, and that he had a you know a big game like this impact on the game from just the journey that he's been on with the Achilles, and then man, he gets hurt you know there in in the playoffs at, in round one, and you're like, man, I hate this for him because I wanted him to see it's to see him play deep in the playoffs and. Uh, it's just a wild, and the fact that Durant went down, and now Dur- now that Cousins, I mean, it's not like Cousins dropping like forty, but that Cousins can play somewhat of a hey, I'm gonna help save this when after Durant goes down. That's kind of a cool type of thing for him to where now it, you know if they go out and win a ring, like he's not like it, it actually counts for him, you know, like it's not a hey, I didn't play hardly at all, you know, like, and I'm going to get, you know, if they win and he gets a ring, but he feels like he really didn't, like, contribute to it. Like, he actually, now if they win, he's actually going to feel like he, you know, contributed to that. And I, I like that for him. Yeah, it's great for him. And we'll talk about him for sure. We'll also, if we have time, which we probably will, we'll, we're going to try to predict some of the free agents. We wanted to pick a podcast to, to go and give our predictions, at least at this point, on June 2nd <laughs> at 1030 PM. We wanted to give what our thoughts are on these free agents. A lot of stuff can obviously happen between now and then, so we wanted to just give our predictions. So we'll do that. But before we do, you guys have been killing it. The Raccoon Squad has been coming out strong on the Himalaya app. If you guys haven't downloaded the new Himalaya app, even if you use another app, just try the Himalaya app out. Just just give them a chance. And when you do, go and follow the show. We currently we were at like we were at twenty followers. I don't know, like a week ago. Then we got to 69, and then we were at like 100, nice. they're at like 100 something. They're at 120. Now we're at 163. The only locked on podcasts that are that have more followers than us right now are NBA with 400, Packers with 279, the Jazz with 260, locked on NFL draft, and then locked on NFL with 230. We have 160. We're we're sixth in the locked on. That's pretty good because some of these. Some of these podcasts get like triple the, the amount of downloads that ours does. So our little raccoon squad is showing up big. So if you haven't, download the Himalaya app. Follow us because it counts for us. It makes us look good. And we want that. Uh, I appreciate everybody that's done that so far. People tweet us and say, I downloaded this just for you guys. We appreciate that. So <laughs> download that. Also, today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. My wife and I have been watching Amazing Race. Looking at all these places. We, we, just, just, we got Hulu and decided to just start binge watching Amazing Race seasons. And so we went and watched a full Amazing Race season, and there was this um, incredible, like, leg of the race where they went to France, and they went to, like, Chamon, France, I think it was called. It's, like, C-H-A-M-M-O-I-X. I don't even know how to say it. I think, But it was just gorgeous, like, absolutely beautiful. And they went paragliding, and you had to run, like, down this hill with a guy strapped to your back, and then you had to, like, the wind had to be just right for them to fly off. So... 
if you want to go on a trip like that, if you want to go somewhere, somewhere crazy, somewhere awesome like that, like we were watching an amazing race, go to Hotels.com, get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. All right, Isaac. So let's talk a little bit more about the finals because there's just so many things in this game. Uh, and I don't want it to kind of just end like, you know, it, it was yesterday's news. But so Steph Curry didn't even have this great of a game. I mean, he is now like on the verge of not winning another finals MVP, even if they win because he's having tough games. And Clay Thompson, uh, he had a, a good shooting game, but he went out with an injury. How many players could the, the Warriors have <laughs> get injured and be out for them to beat the Raptors? I mean, it's crazy that Quinn Cook, former Dallas Maverick Quinn Cook, I remember writing a story on Quinn and uh, Seth in their Duke days. Um, but, yeah, Quinn Cook's getting big minutes for him. And that he, I mean, <laughs> it makes me think about Jacob Evans, too, because they there are guys like Jalen Brunson, Mitchell Robinson, like those guys that they you know, they could have had at the end of that first round and Jacob Evans, you know, really doesn't, I mean, he doesn't play at all for him and they could have had another body that could have, uh, got big minutes for them at that spot. But it, yeah, talking about limping towards the finish line, that part's crazy. Um, is there anything about kind of just how these last two teams are, are built that, um, that, kind of plays into team building moving forward like for the for the Mavericks they look at it and say man you know at the center position you know I know Boogie kind of throws that off a little bit but is there anything we look at that and say hey man I might need to revisit this because of how these finals are playing out yeah with with the center position we've we've talked about it over and over again about how Donnie Nelson wants it to be like a bullpen and you can do that you can you can have your center be a bullpen that's what the Warriors do the, the Raptors do not. The Raptors have always had like a stable center. They had Jonas Valanciunas before, and now they have Mark Gasol, obviously, who I just did a video on for Free Dawkins. His game one was awesome. He had so many good plays in game one. So go watch that video on Free Dawkins about Mark Gasol. But you can have a bullpen if you have the dynamic playmakers like the Warriors have. I mean, if you have Draymond Green at your four, then all of a sudden, yeah, you can have a bullpen type center. You don't have to have a guy that you know, demands the ball a lot. Now, when you have DeMarcus Cousins, that changes the game a lot for you, and that's why they're they're so good. But to have, you know, five guys that can handle the ball, as long as you have four that are competent on offense and are not just, like, rim runners, then you can can thrive in the NBA. And with Porzingis at the four, I mean, they can really – you can really get away with that. So I'm still on the center can be a, a bullpen guy. Yeah, me too. And I I just think you need to have that. You need to have the versatility to be able to play that. If I don't know a better term, but like the death lineup of like to where Porzingis isn't the one banging against all of these guys. But when it, but if you do get to a place like the NBA finals and you're facing off, you know, in the top stage of basketball, that those are the moments that you put Porzingis at the five and you have the ability to play both of those type of styles in the lineup. Something I always like seeing in the playoffs, in particular the finals, I like seeing the rotations and seeing how rotations are uh, just change up and how, you know, you know, nurse and Kerr are kind of, which it's, this one's a hard one to look at for Kerr because Kerr's just trying to find bodies at this point to throw on the floor. He it's honestly more, is. 
It, it's more of like looking at like Nurse and some of these guys in the early rounds, seeing who gets cut from rotations and seeing how much the rotations really shorten up to where, I mean, tonight the Raptors only played eight guys. So you're literally looking at three guys off the bench. So that's something to remember when you look at the future and you look at like the Mavericks and you're like, all right, well, okay, cool. We got to start in five, but dang, we got to fill out the bench and man, we got those last two spots. What about Costas and Macon and like all these different, these different people. And you're like, all right, those are cool. They help you kind of weather the storm. It's kind of like the uh, uh, marathon, not a sprint. But when it gets down to like the nitty gritty, you're looking at probably an eight, eight man rotation and I honestly do believe, uh, we made this comparison before, I honestly do believe Brunson can play that Van Vliet role of a guy that, you know, he might not be the starter, but a guy that can come off the bench. And I mean, Van Vliet played 38 minutes tonight, but uh, can be one of those three guys off the bench in a playoff series. Yeah, and you only really need eight guys, like you said. <laughs> so a lot of times we freak out about the end of the bench players and we we care about it, obviously, because in the regular season, you're going to need those guys and next man up mentality and stuff. But uh, you only need eight guys. And I wonder if I wonder if OG was healthy, if they would be playing, mm. if they would be playing nine guys. That that's my other question too. They just kind of they are kind of injured with that in that regard. But uh, and then the Warriors, on the other hand, I mean they're they they basically play. They would have played three guys forty minutes if Clay Thompson wouldn't have gotten injured, and then two guys like 28 29 minutes and then they played just like uh a bunch of other guys a bunch of other minutes they just kind of like threw threw guys in here and there so this this game was kind of like two ways of doing a playoff rotation and so when we look at the Mavericks trying to build their team out you want a little bit of depth but you also want just those different kinds of looks the Warriors keep kept throwing different guys in there to give different kinds of looks instead of just running with the same eight guys over and over like the Raptors were just it just depends on where you are um and Again, and the Warriors. Uh, again, it's it's always good to have competent NBA players on your roster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and I know that the fact that Durant's out plays a role into this and their injuries and stuff. But just of how we kind of viewed this league of three point, you got to shoot the three pointer. The Warriors only shot thirty four threes tonight. Like there are a game this there's games this season which James Harden shot over twenty threes a game. So himself. The, just himself so like the whole and like the you know the rockets have shot what 60 in a game different people you know 50 it felt like you know that was just kind of where we were trending as a league that you had to shoot threes at such a high clip and you know so many of them and neither team hit the 40 40 mark tonight as far as and which i know compared to old days that's kind of like still crazy but you know, just the fact that the Warriors just won an NBA Finals game by only shooting 34 threes, only hitting 13 of them, um, I think it speaks a little bit of volume to where you need to be able to get into paint when it comes to the playoffs. It's not just launching threes 100 in you know, a game. And the big number to take Tom Habistro's, you know, shtick, the big number in this game is the 34 assists on 38 made shots. <laughs> I mean that is that is just wild. I think that second half they were like, I think I think in the second half they were like thirty three for thirty three at some point, uh, like after a given point. But it was just it's their passing. It, passing is a skill that we kind of underrate, and to have good passers on a team is what what really matters. And that you can only really get from really watching guys. And there's a lot of these free agents. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't watched enough to know if they're really good passers. Some of them I have. Like I know Kemba's a good passer. I know Kyrie's a good passer. 
you know, Clay can be a good passer, guys like that. But some of these other guys, I'm like, man, I just don't know <laughs> if they're good enough passers yeah. to be able to, um, you know, to qualify for this. And some of that is scheme as well, and some of that is unselfishness and chemistry. And Warriors have all three of those things, but that's that's a big thing. Uh, if you want to be a really solid competitive team that can stay in any game, passing has to be a big priority. And so to add good passers to the Mavericks, and the Mavericks have good passers. I mean, Luca obviously great passer. Brunson good passer. Um, Dwight Powell in in a way he's willing. Hmm. He's Start willing from three. Willing to get rid of the ball. <laughs> um. Do we, let's talk about Demarcus Cousins then. Let's yeah. uh, let's do a little bit on him because he had a, a good game. Um, again, he only he only scored eleven points, so eleven points, ten boards, six assists, which is massive. Again, that passing again, uh, three turnovers, two blocks, five fouls. Good. Get all the fouls in, Demarcus. <laughs> Get all the yes. fouls in. So, not a crazy big stat line. It's going to stick out very much. But he did some really awesome things in this game, and just to give the Warriors just a little bit more. So. If he's 100%, do you even remotely consider a deal for DeMarcus? And you have to imagine it's not going to be a max. He's going to want a max, but no, he's, heck just, no. he's not that player yet. Um, I would. I would definitely consider it. Everything, uh, when you talk about most free agents, it all depends on the price tag, you know? And, I mean, that's not to keep going back to that. But I don't think he's going to – get a max from anybody at this point just he didn't because, even get an offer this summer <laughs> yeah yeah because you know he, he played 30 games this season he set up most year with the achilles tear everybody was questioning about you know how what kind of player would he even be coming off an achilles tear we've seen different players west matthews all you know go down through the list of how they look after coming off that he is a you know a, a seven footer at his size that weight What's he going to be like as a player? So, like, I mean, we didn't see him for the majority of the year. He comes back, he plays 30 games, and then he has the quad injury in the Clippers series in, in the first round of the playoffs. And you're like, dang, like another injury. So, that all of that combined with the sample size that we've seen, like, even like you look at his numbers in 30 games, I mean, you're looking at like career, besides his rookie season, you're looking at career lows in points a game. He only had 16 points a game and rebounds. He only averaged 80 game. So like, I, I feel like you have to almost throw that out some because he was coming back from the Achilles stuff and just getting adjusted to this golden state system. His numbers are naturally going to be down a little bit from that. So Man, he's a wild card when it comes to free agency because now he's going to finish out this finals whether they win or not, hit the open market as an unrestricted free agent. And, I mean, you're looking at a guy like, is he fully healthy? What do you want to, like, is he going to be a top-notch shape? Uh, because, yeah, when you watch him in the finals, like, he he, he brings a, an awesome impact, but there's clearly <laughs> uh, problems defensively and just trying to keep up and just – kind of where he's at probably shape wise too you know you're probably pushing it with that <laughs> they're you know in a perfect world they need it would have been take you know longer time for him to get in better shape to be playing in these games but what's that look like this fall we don't know but for the right price i, I would be, i would 100 be down on a short-term 
hey, you know, if you know you don't get one of those top guys, or if you don't get a Middleton, you know, you know, one of those guys, and you're looking around saying, man, what money? If it's a short term, one or two year deal, you know, def, you know, it's definitely gonna be in the double digit millions. Um, max, heck no. But in a short term deal, I would be down because there is a weird world that a front court pairing of him and Porzingis would be kind of wild. There is not a world. Every world, it would be wild. I mean, it would just, it would just be a <laughs> yes. wild. It would just be a wild pairing. That is that is not a hypothetical. I'm I'm go, I'm still completely out on it. I'm completely okay. out on on Demarcus Cousins still because the injury. I'm not completely out. Not so. Okay, I know you let, just let, made let, your case. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make mine. <laughs> one year, fifteen million. You'd be out. Yeah, I'm out. I just I don't think Ooh. that I just don't think that he is in a position to be playing the type of basketball that the the Mavericks want to play, even though we just saw him in the finals. He, you can, you can get away with that with a game here, game there, but there's just, there's too many risks in it. And, um, this is the summer. The Mavericks have to, to get somebody, they have to get somebody or some, mm. somebody's. they have to get solid, you know, players that are going to have little risk if they want to, to make the playoffs and they want to start making the playoffs. Now, DeMarcus cousins is a huge risk to me. He is like your, your swing for the fences. Like if you ever seen a guy like when he, he steps into a pitch, like they pitch it and he steps into it, throws his shoulder way back. And you're like, Oh my gosh, this guy's going to swing no matter what happens. <laughs> I mean, that that is what the the Mavericks would be doing with, with DeMarcus cousins. Even if you, you say it'd be double digit millions. So he's making like 15. Yeah. One year, 15, 15, 18 million. So all of a sudden now you How have, is that a huge risk though. It's that a huge be risk because you're, you're, you're giving a lot of capital to a guy that is, you know, could just be a complete disaster <laughs> on the court. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he, it like I'm viewing it like a Harrison Barnes type, to where you strike out on some other guys, you're still looking around. You're like, all right, I can, you know, go and throw some money. And, and in that scenario, you're walking away with like Boogie and like a Beverly or a Boogie and somebody else. Like it's still a two to three type of you know guy something, but because in. What are the, if you're pairing some somebody in the front court with KP? What are some things that you want that person to be alongside KP? I want him to it's be a, great a banger. Question. It's a great question, and I'm going to get to it after, right after the break. After the break, but before we do that, thanks to untuckit.com for sponsoring Locked On. If you're looking for a great Father's Day idea, their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com. The promo code is NBA. You get 20% off untuckit.com. Promo code NBA. All right, Isaac. So what kind of traits do we want in a center that's next to Porzingis um, and why those aren't DeMarcus Cousins? No, no, no. Not, not why. Oh, Here's, no, no, That's here, what I was going to say. Here are two, two things that if we're going to put somebody alongside KP in the front court, Two things that I want alongside of them, and then the third is a bonus. One, I need them to bang because the if, I'm not gonna put K- <laughs> uh, if I'm not going to put uh, KP at the five, then I want that person to be a guy that can bang against Jokic and Embiid and you know the big guys of the world. Demarcus Cousins can do that. Second. I want that guy to be able to rebound the basketball because KP is not the best rebounder in the world, and I need this guy to pull down boards. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins is career average 11 boards a game. Before this past year, with just the 30 game stuff. I mean, the year before that, he was averaging 13 boards a game, and then 12 boards a game. Like so, it's 
So he 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 brings that. Then on top of that bonus of being the banger who can rebound, he can hit the outside shot. So like that's the type of thing to where hey for like one. I'm just throwing the. I'm just gonna stay with the one year fifteen. I don't think he's if gonna take one, a one year fifteen. I think that's completely hypothetical. Why would he not though? You think you you think a ta- you think a team's gonna roll up the Brinks truck and say here's three years sixty million? I just don't think that's coming for him. I mean, not with the injury. They're gonna do a one year deal though. If it's a one year prove it type of deal, like the one year Warriors thing for five million was, hey, I just want to rehab with you guys. I want to learn what winning basketball is about. But if it comes down to and he's looking around at his offers and it's like one years, two years, and you got a team like Dallas that's on the cusp of getting into playoffs and they're saying, hey, you're going to start on day one with KP, one year, $15 million. Let's go out and let's have a big time season. I'm saying I'm not against that. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'm not against it at all. I would be down for it because the reward on that is you're getting like a boogie Pelicans version of him, and it's pretty incredible. And slow. Like if it if it hits, if it hits the reward, it is like it is a because I think I think, I think, I think e- we differ on the high risk. I don't think it's a high risk. I it, I just don't think that he would take the one year. <laughs> I don't think that, that that's a possibility. I don't think he's going to try this again. He's going to he's going to go into the summer and maybe he strikes out, but I think there's enough teams with big money that they'll, you know, that someone will give him a stupid deal. They'll watch me eat all these words and they sign him. <laughs> well, see, I think someone it's almost like a up, but it's like a Jimmy Butler type of thing too to where I think Jimmy's going to get his full max. Yeah, but stuff. I know Jimmy's going to play. Yes, I know no, Jimmy's no, gonna I play, and I know Jimmy no. gives you gives you one thing that this team really needs. What Demarcus Cousins, I guess, gives you rebounding that you really need, but he he allows you to have all five positions on the f- floor that can shoot the basketball from three, and two of them seven footers. I know the idea is nice. I still just don't like the the idea of, of the deal and the risk of the injury risk is just a lot. He's already he's been injured again. I mean, he had it. <laughs> Another scare I, yeah. that kept him out of most of the playoffs. Half of his games that he's played in the playoffs now are finals games. I'm I totally <laughs> get that. I'm I would have everything, every reservation that you have if it is night one and that happens. I would be like, ooh, I don't know. But if it if we're like ten days into free agency and all these guys are gone and it it's like the Harrison Barnes type of thing to where it just kind of falls in your lap and you're like, hey, this is what could happen. He's interested. Dallas is like, hey, we got fifteen million left over. We've already signed Beverly. We've already you know signed Danny Green or something to like six you know whatever it is. Like we already got a couple guys in Reggie Bullock and Beverly. Let's bring in Boogie for one year fifteen and it's like a risk reward type of thing and. Yeah, I don't think, but what the Jimmy Butler thing is, we think Jimmy Butler's going to get full max and be fine with it and, you know, have his contract. But I don't think every team in the league would be lined up at the door with the full max. There would still be teams hesitant on the chemistry, team fit, all that type of thing. I think those same question marks are still there with Cousins on top of the injuries. That's why I don't think that there's going to be a ton of teams saying, we'll give you 20 a year, 20 a year. It's just like he gets to pick his team. I think it could be a market for him no matter what team. Because even if you look at like the Nets, if they strike out on the big guys, I still don't think that they're going to go out and throw $20 million a year at Boogie. I, I, I mean, I, I obviously I could be wrong on that, but I don't think the Clippers are going to do that. 
I mean, well, could the Lakers? I guess they could. Yeah, don't, sure. Don't, don't, please. No. <laughs> I just don't like some of these teams with cap space. They have good, like young teams to where it, it might just be better to just play it out. Dallas wants to win now to where if it's last case scenario, 10 days at a free agency, it's one year, 15. I, I think, we, yeah, I would be down for it. But that's the only like that's the only like route though because there is a world in which he hits everything, everything works out and it, it's kind of a dynamic thing there. But yeah, I just still don't believe you. I oh. know <laughs> I don't believe you take one of those deals. Okay, let I me don't... ask you this. This is a bigger question. We're going to talk about Vooch later in the week. But what is there? What's the biggest differences between between like just on court stuff than Vooch and Boogie for you? Health. Yeah, yeah, health for sure. Availability. I'm, I out, like, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. out on Vooch too. I, I don't. I, yeah, yeah, we've been out on him for a while. I mean, I'm not. That's not something I'm really, you know, bringing to the, that I really want. Uh, I just want to put resources into something else. Uh, if it if it came down to it, and your deal, your one year deal happened, I'd be able to talk myself into it for sure. I mean, yeah, on paper it makes sense. You still have other questions as to what kind of player does he think he is now. If he's coming, for sure, yes. If he's coming to the Mavericks and he's like, okay, well, I'm coming to this team, and no team's going to come to the Mavericks to take a discount unless you're like Willie Hernan Gomez and you've been bros with <laughs> with Luca for a long time. I mean, you know what I'm talking? I just don't think that's going to happen. So he's going to come in here and be like, all right, well, now this is my team. I'm the vet. He's the oldest guy. He's now in a situation with the Warriors where he is he's the guy that hasn't been there before. He is the guy that this is this is all new to him. He hasn't been in the playoffs before. And so he has these other guys that are leaders, these veterans like Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, um, even like Curry and Clay and, and, and Durant, like I mean, Draymond for sure. All these guys that have been there before that are uh, these veterans that are strong personalities that can kind of, you know, it, not, not keep him in check. I'm not saying that he's been a, you know, uh, a problem or, or anything like that. Just keep him in his lane. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, for sure, keep, yeah. Keep him kind of like, all right, this is your thing. This, if you're going to come in and play when you do play, this is what you're going to do. This, you know, All of us have our roles already. The Mavericks now, nobody has any roles except Luka. I mean, no one has played on this team. We don't even know what the team's going to look like at the start yeah. of the season. So if you come in, you all of a sudden have all these new players. Luka, second-year, 20-year-old guy. With all the confidence and gravitas he has, to bring in a guy like DeMarcus Cousins that might think, all right, this is my team now. I came in, yeah. and now I'm going to prove. If he's on a one-year deal, too, he's going to want to come in and put up big numbers and prove that he can yeah. be worth a deal like that. And so I, I think it would just be detrimental to this team, and I want to see the best version of this Mavericks team go out and play. Yeah, the mindset is, I mean, for sure. I mean, all of that you just said is 100% because we don't know his mindset. So you because- changed your mind. I didn't change my mind, but, <laughs> but, but it is, it is a true conversation to think about going back to the very beginning of this pod of when I was talking about the Mavericks and these final teams, is he going to be okay? Because in, in my scenario of like saying the one year 15, is he going to be okay if it's a playoff series and they're saying, Hey, the best version of us is KP at the five and you on the bench. Is he going to be okay with that? No, absolutely not. But in our minds, we say, we say no, if he's on but a one year there- deal. But if he's had a crazy like regular season and it's been like really good and, and he still gets minutes, but it's like the end of the fourth and they're saying, "Hey, we need KP at the five. We need versatility and stuff." And I mean, he he's gets benched, sit, but he's not gonna like it. 
Yeah, so like that that's a type of thing like does he want to put up numbers and try to get on a playoff team to get in back into the playoffs or does he just want money? Does he want to just be one of the main like the main guy on a, on a team? We don't know what he wants this summer. Like that's just a common boss. I don't know if we ever know what any players really want unless they come out and straight, you know, tell us and that barely ever happens cuz even Anthony Davis even Durant were like Okay, he wanted to just go have fun and play basketball. Yeah. LeBron, I guess he just wanted to go and be in, in L.A. And, and, you know, start his businesses up and stuff like that. But, like, these other guys, these guys that don't get interviewed, like, every single day, we just don't know. Like, even DeMarcus Cousins, we just don't know what they want. What does Kyrie want? We, That's a different situation. But Tonight, and part of the reason I missed this game, I was uh, leading this, um, this Bible study uh, with a lot of college students. And we were talking about just like fame and success and what we're working towards in college and degree. Talk about not knowing what you want and talk about college students, man. <laughs> well, yeah. And like just this, the stage of life of college students and young adult and trying to figure out what life looks like and what you're working towards and um, just going to colleges and degree and getting your name on a diploma and all this different stuff. And I brought, brought the NBA into it. Like I do a lot of different, some of my lessons sometimes I'm like, <laughs> guys, it, like fame and money and all that stuff, it it seems like that is what brings us fulfillment. But when you like even look at the NBA over the past like year or two, like how many articles have we seen? Even Adam Silver sitting down saying one of the biggest problems in our league today is these guys just aren't happy. Like we, they're just not. They're trying to figure out like why even these free agents of Durant and all these guys are like what do they want? Like they're just they're not happy with winning. Why are these stars not happy? And these stars are millionaires. And a lot of us like me and you are like man, I just wish I had more money to pay my bills and this different stuff. And we. Like, I want more money. I want these things. And they seem like they have so much, but yet happiness is still missing. And it's it, so, yeah, like what what brings fulfillment? What brings happiness? It, it kind of is it, it, that beauty in the eye of the beholder, you know, to some people. I mean, I, I'll have an, another route that I go with that, but I'm not going of what brings true fulfillment. But I'm not going to like do that on this podcast because that's more religious. But got to bring in your cannabis and your what is it weed weed oil pills and jeez all that stuff that's what brings you fulfillment <laughs> fulfillment uh, cb oil is it what is the the new oil C- C- cbd oil cbd sorry C- cbd oil but you don't want to promote your other business <laughs> <laughs> What else? Oh no, we don't have time to talk about other free agents doing. Nope. <laughs> like we always do. We got to the end. Hey of- guys, real quick. <laughs> there's only a few. There's only a few reporters in Dallas that you really need to follow. True to that's Mark Stein, Tim McMahon, <laughs> and Brad Townsend. All right. <laughs> Let's just remember that. If you're believing other people at this point, that's kind of on you. All right. Don't tweet at us articles or anything of other people. Those are two people that we hold true to, and those are people that actually know what's going on. So, if anyone tweets me a clutch points graphic, I'm blocking you. Just straight up blocking you on Twitter because clutch. Did you points, read that article? I didn't read it. I went and read it. The clutch points. Is it from us? No, it's not from us. It, it it was written after we did it though. After we so so somebody tweets me and I don't blame you for doing this. I understand why, but someone tweets me the, this clutch points uh, graphic and it's like a picture of Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dennis Schroeder and they're like, oh, I I want to find it because it was just I mean it was just, I seen it yeah it was ridiculous like absolutely we laugh about it because. 
back like a week or two ago, we threw out like fake trades and we were very clear of saying, hey, we're just spitballing like trades that could work while well, this different stuff. Then it got aggregated by a thunder block. And now we didn't know if somebody else picked up the same thing because we were just like kind of joke around on the pod. So it's a graphic of, of Tim Hardaway Jr. in a thunder jersey and Dennis Schroeder in a Mavericks jersey, the, the bad team, the team edition one. <laughs> yeah. And there's a quote on it that says, Thunder may look into trading for Tim Hardaway Jr. deal, which uh, would likely involve Dennis Schroeder. It says, hat tip, Zach Buckley, but it's in quotes. So it, 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 the quote on the picture is in quotes. So you're like, okay, they, they ripped that straight from the article. He's suggesting that they may do this, which makes it sound yeah. like a report, right? They may look into trading. He would likely invo- The deal would likely involve... It's like, oh, this guy has sources. He's actually... Yeah. If you go and read the article, Zach Buckley from Bleacher Report, he's like... Here's 10, w- 10 ways that teams can get, you know, can trade away the worst starters in the NBA. And Tim Hardaway Jr. is one of them. And he's like, this is a possibility. This quote is completely wrong. It is never even in the piece at all. Like, it's not, none of it says deal would likely involve Dennis Schroeder. Thunder may look into trading for Tim. Like, that did not even come up. He just suggested it like we do on this podcast. And so now. You know, Clutch Points takes this, they make it a graphic, and I couldn't even find it on their Instagram, so maybe they deleted it after they realized that it was just complete garbage. But yeah, that I mean, that stuff is just egregious, and that's what makes me upset. <laughs> but I am ready to Listen. I am ready to to dispute you on one thing, Isaac. I think there's well, more man. than I think there's more. Than, I think I'm ready to say there's more than four reporters that I would trust about Dallas stuff because four. What I said three, right? Oh, three. You're at three now. Who who's my fourth? Don't you say Stein McMahon? Uh, Townsend. Townsend. Okay, so I'm ready to say four then. All right, I'm ready for the to, the fourth to be added. Ooh, I'm ready. Anybody on Reddit that suggests anything and has clues and has goes back and has absolute concrete suggestions and they start piecing things together because man, there's some smart people out there. Reddit, Reddit's funny. I'm not. I've tried Reddit so many times. This has been like an ongoing thing for like. I keep two trying years to get now. you on Reddit. I just can't do it. Um, I should throw Tim, uh, Tim Cato in there too. Tim's like full time covering the Mavericks, but I just I leave Tim off sometimes because uh, these three guys have been covering the Mavericks for like decades. And um, but Tim's like on the full time. So like, yeah, cool. Cato's there too. But I'm ready, um, the Reddit guys. Anybody on Reddit that says anything, I'm ready to put you in. Yes, Reddit or Reddit, you're wrong. Brian Windhorst, <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, no, just yeah, just yeah, just follow those things. And, and you, you don't, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Nobody said yeah, clutch I think, points. I, I think we should just end the pod at this point. I'm gonna go on a big rant. Yeah, we're about to get ourselves in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> at least I don't live there anymore. So <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Might not have to face the music anytime soon. So. Whatever happens this summer in NBA or in for Mavericks, people are go- just re- yeah. Just remember this: whatever happens for the Mavericks of free agency, people are going to complain about it. There's not a route like they could sign KD. It's on honestly day like one if they were a TV show. Fit. If they were like the most beloved TV show that like set themselves up for this awesome ending and then just completely destroyed it, and then everyone's just going to complain about. Even if they got it right, they're going to complain about it, even though they did get it wrong. In your opinion. That's exactly what it's going to be like for the Mavericks. Because I don't tell you that your opinions are wrong, Nick. <laughs> in this case, yours are. All right, there you go. Um, <laughs> the greatest segue in, in, in uh, Lockdown Mavericks history. Today's show is brought to you by Grip6 Belts, the ultra lightweight, <laughs> no holes, no flap, Isaac. No flap yeah, on need, these belts. You ever belt. had a belt that flaps? 
like in the wind or hmm. walking. I think you always usually have belt loops for the flaps, but Hmm. flaps are annoying. It's a great Father's Day gift. Go to Grip6. They have a special offer for you. Grip6.com slash lock, L-O-C-K-E. That's Grip6, G-R-I-P-6, the number, dot com slash lock with an E at the end. It's a great Father's Day gift. There you go. Great Father's Day gift. All right, Isaac. There you go. That's some DeMarcus Cousins thoughts. Tweet us. Let us know what you think. At Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris, at Locked on Mavs. I'm sure I'm I have a feeling that everybody be split like we are. There's some people who'd be like, I was gonna say, I feel all. like more haters will come at me over it, but I don't want cousins. I side with Nick. Good. Always side with Nick. There you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Unless it's the Lakers. Goodbye. Peace out. Boom. Boom.